Welcome to the HBK High Performance Podcast with Michael B. Ross, a podcast designed to help leaders develop the character, skills, and passion needed to lead fulfilled and impactful lives. Here's Michael. Good day to you, my friend. Welcome to the High Performance Podcast, where we help change the way you lead to build the culture you need. One thing I always like to remember in our lives is it is more our environment than our DNA that creates who and what we become. So make sure that you're constantly looking at your culture, your environment is what will ultimately determine what your leadership is and what your business becomes. So let's talk a little bit more on how to do that today. As I want to cover successfully leading through crisis, I remember back in 2001, I was stationed in Japan and over the loudspeaker right after 9-11, our captain came over the loudspeaker and he said, men and women, like you to get your things in order, we will be pulling out in 36 hours. And so we had to go get our things, and then we were also informed that we would not be able to contact our families via email, letter, phone calls for the foreseeable future. So we did not know exactly what was going to happen at that point. We were in a crisis, and that crisis was unknown to us at the time as Anyone who remembers who lived in America when the World Trade Centers were hit in New York City, it was a devastating day for all of us, but nobody knew exactly, you know, what to do moving forward because we didn't know what the future held. We didn't know if more attacks were coming. And so everybody had to navigate through that crisis in their own way based upon where they were. I happened to be in the military and I was heading to the Middle East. Our captain did some very great things. He constantly updated us every day of things that were happening and things that we could be prepared for. And I think that is something for all of us as leaders that we could learn from, that whenever there is a crisis that is happening in your organization, I think the natural tendency, especially for guys, is that guys will typically isolate and try to handle it themselves. And that's one of the worst things that you can do. Women tend to be a little bit better than men at this, where they they tend to bond together in crisis more. And so I would encourage all leaders, no matter what gender, no matter what position you're in, no matter what title you have, that when a crisis happens, the biggest thing you want to do is you want to connect with your team on a higher level. Now, I, I am a big advocate that you should always connect with your team. So when a crisis happens, it should just be a natural thing to to connect and to bond together even tighter. But again, I want to tell you from coaching so many business leaders throughout the years that the natural tendency of leaders is to isolate, especially men. So men, you got to be aware that whenever a crisis happens, you don't try to take it and be the lone wolf or try to be the hero. And I know subconsciously that's That's not what you're doing. You're just trying to help. It is important that you lean on others in times of crisis to get together. The other thing that we've got to do in times of crisis, which our our, uh, captain did very well at this time, was he helped raise awareness of what we were doing well on our teams and what we weren't doing so well. 
So it is more, more important for you in a time of crisis not to work on your weaknesses, but to focus on your strengths. So our captain did a good job of saying, hey, here's what we do really well. Let's focus on this for this time. All those things that we're not doing so well, let's put those on the back burner until we get out of this crisis. So let's focus on our strengths. Let's, let's barrel through with our strengths. Let's go with what we're comfortable with so that we do not trip over ourselves, which is really, really important. So as an organization in general, it is so important that you have awareness of what you're doing really well and what you're not doing so well. I always recommend, you know, as a part of our strategic coaching programs, we do a strategic plan. First thing that we do with all our coaching clients is we go through a strategic plan for the next 12 months. And as a part of that strategic plan, we do a SWOT analysis. Now, the SWOT analysis could be updated every year with some of our clients we've had for over eight years. You know, each year we'll go through a SWOT analysis and you can see where they're improving. It is important that you raise awareness in your organization constantly of your strengths, your weaknesses, your opportunities and threats. And you use that as discussion points to, to connect with your team. So raise awareness, make sure you're communicating, you're connecting and you raise awareness. The next thing is we've got to have three V's of leadership, all right? In times of crisis, the first thing you want to do is you want to say what your vision is for getting out of the crisis. What are your goals? What are you aiming for? What are you looking to accomplish? Or how are you looking to even survive? You know, in 2020, the pandemic hit. And it took everybody by surprise. And I love what former mayor of New York City, Rudy Giuliani, said. He said that if you prepare for everything, when the unexpected comes, you'll be ready. Well, one of the things we have to do is we always have to have a vision for our organization in general. But especially when a crisis hits, you want to have vision for here's how we are coming out of this crisis. Here's how I'd like to foresee us coming out of this crisis. And that vision is something you have to communicate regularly. One thing that I get back from leaders all the time is, well, I've communicated this vision with my team and it doesn't seem like they get it. Keep this in mind, please never forget this. It takes nine to 14 impressions to make a lasting impression. Nine to 14, okay? So to be safe in your organization, if you're launching a vision, you want to communicate it at least 14 times, at minimum. I say go above and beyond and double it. You know, do it 28 times within a three-month period. And make sure you do it through different mediums. You could do it through a PowerPoint presentation. You could create a video. You could do a, a speech and a presentation. You could do a Q&A to make sure that you have connection and clear up of anything that people are confused by but you gotta share vision. You've gotta tell people this is where we're headed because that galvanizes people in a time of crisis. And my captain did that. It was a very good job when we were going over to Afghanistan. He was very clear about our ultimate objective. He also gave us what he believed the time frame was that it would take us to achieve it. Now we did it in half the time because once we were clear about what needed to be done, everybody dug in, did their part, and we were able to get our goals accomplished in half the time that they had anticipated. So vision is really important. The second V is vulnerability. Now I love what Brene Brown said about this. Vulnerability is not weakness, it is our greatest measure of courage. For us to successfully lead through crisis, we have to be vulnerable about how we feel, 
get a pulse on the organization. How is everybody doing? It's a really simple question that we should be asking at all times is, how are you guys doing? Hey, how's everybody doing? Is everybody feeling safe? Are they feeling like they're uh, getting everything that they need? And is there anything we can do? Make sure that you're constantly trying to get people to open up and be vulnerable. If you can't be vulnerable on your team, you, you don't have a good culture. You should be able to connect and connection does require vulnerability. So make sure that you're encouraging everyone on your team to be vulnerable in a time of crisis, at any time, but especially in a time of crisis, because if you don't get a pulse on how people are feeling and how they're doing internally, it's hard to meet those needs. So more connection through vulnerability. And then the, the last V, which goes hand in glove with vulnerability, is validation. One of the greatest mistakes I see leaders make, and again, I'm gonna pick on the men here for a second. This is more prevalent with men than with women. Women, I believe, are naturally better at this. Not all women, because I've seen some women who are not as good at this, but for the most part, women are naturally better at validation than men are. You know, guys typically have that mentality where it's like, well, I suck it up, buttercup. Ah, I used to walk to school uphill both ways in six feet of snow. And you think this is hard? So if someone is vulnerable with you and you don't validate, you are going to create disconnection and they're not going to want to talk to you. And on top of that, you have a good chance that they're going to be resentful towards you. You've got to really be careful of this. Make sure no matter how people feel, it doesn't mean you're agreeing with them. You just got to validate how people feel, especially in a time of crisis. You know, last year in 2020, again, so many leaders made so many mistakes with this. And I didn't feel powerless, but I, I watched the train wreck happen with some of my clients and we were able to have great conversation and learning points here. But it, it was many of my clients did not validate how their people were feeling. And it was partly because they felt scared. They weren't being vulnerable and telling people how they really felt because they were taking this old school garbage leadership model where I've got to have it all figured out. I've got to show a strong face. No, you don't. You got to be a real human being. Now, it doesn't mean you're powerless, but if you're vulnerable, if you're having a hard time with something, I think it's better to tell your team, hey, Look, I'm struggling with this. We're going to get through this. We're going to figure out a way to do this, but I'm struggling with this. And when people come to you, you're able to validate their feelings if you're able to be vulnerable with yours. Now, some of you may think, well, that's fluffy stuff and I don't want any of that. Well, I'll tell you, I tell you what's really, really tough is buried emotions. Buried emotions never die. And typically how buried emotions come out is through irritation and anger. Now, irritation and anger are not primary emotions. They are secondary emotions, which indicate that you are burying emotions, okay? So if you're afraid or you're feeling a certain way, it's better to express them. And that makes you a real person. People want to follow real people. They don't want to follow some cookie cutter leader that was pulled out of a book somewhere that, you know, looks the part and acts the part and smells the part, but has no light behind their eyes and is inauthentic and some enigma that no one knows how to ever be like this person because they're so great and so amazing. You don't want to be that person. So how do you successfully lead through crisis? More connection, more connection, awareness, clear awareness of the reality of where you are. And then the three V's vision. What do we see? 
as our way out of this and, and what do we hope to achieve by the end of this crisis? Vulnerability, your ability to allow people to share how they're feeling, how they're doing, what's going on in their minds, and then validation. Making sure that people know that how they feel is valid. It doesn't mean it's right. It just means it's valid. A person can feel how they feel. And I also had to challenge a leader the other day on this because I just told him, I said, you don't get to decide how other people feel. Somebody feels a certain way and they weren't validating this person. We were in a group and I said, it's not up to you to decide how other, somebody else should feel or not feel. They just feel the way they feel and now they're being vulnerable and you're not validating them, which makes them angry and resentful and they probably will shut down the next time that they're with you. So look, I know this, this is not easy. It is important that you stay connected to your team at all times, but especially in times of crisis. Please don't disconnect and try to accomplish things on your own in times of crisis. If you go through a financial crisis, listen to me. This, this may sound crazy to you. And I, I could tell you a, a quick story about this. If you go through a financial crisis, the best thing to do is to share it with your team. Not to hide because you're afraid that people are going to rumor around that, you know, people are going to be let go. Well, look, if you're in a financial crisis, that's a fact. You might have to let people go. I don't know how long. You know, obviously, I want you to default to keeping people over profits as long as you possibly can. But if you're bleeding out, there's only so long that you can hold people with you. I think it's more important that you tell people in a financial crisis, hey, we're in a financial crisis. What can we do? I have a awesome client. It's A-plus powder coaters. Good friend of mine owns a company. Name is Bob Bertelson. Bob Bertelson is a fantastic leader. He was going through a financial crisis a few years ago. This is a ways back now. And he shared with his team, hey, we're having, you know, the, the market is taking a dip and we're struggling. I, I don't want to lay people off. Can you guys give me suggestions on what we can do? And and amazingly, this group of employees, about 30 of them, came to Bob with a suggestion. They said, hey, Bob, I think what we can do is we'll all cut our shifts just a little bit. We'll all cut our hours a little bit so we don't have to lay anybody off. They came up with a solution. They did it. Nobody got laid off. There was a big upturn in the market. Everybody went back to the full-time hours that they had and then some. And Bob rewarded all of them for their ingenuity and their focus and their devotion to one another with bonuses and all sorts of cool stuff. He's just, like I said, he's a fantastic leader. So don't disconnect in times of crisis. Connect. That's how you build a great culture. And that's how you can change the way you lead to build the culture that you need. I really, really hope that this is sinking in. And if you have any questions, if you want coaching, I have a program called Strategic Coaching. And what it is, is we get with clients and we help you build out a strategic plan. 97% of businesses do not have a clear written plan for their year. Well, look, it's nice to think I'm going to sit down and do this on my own. It's a lot easier to get with a coach who's going to sit down and ask you all the questions and get it into a document for you. And then what we do on top of that is we help you execute. You know, it's one thing again. Budgets are great, for example. I tell, I tell people this all the time. I'm like, having a budget's great. You know what's even better? 
actually following it. <laughs> you know, because we all like to have a budget that looks really pretty on paper. And then it comes to executing, right? And that's the tough part. I mean, look, we're all human. Sometimes we mess up. So what a coach does is they make sure that you execute and they hold you accountable, but they also challenge internal areas where you may be lacking discipline or you're having a hard time with discipline and they help you get to the root of that and work on it so you can streamline your patterns of behavior and have more of what you want and need in your life. So please reach out. Strategic coaching is a great package. I could send you a brochure. I could send you to a web page on this. And my email is mross at hbkln.com. And, and one of the reasons I want you to reach out to me is so I can converse with you about this. I'm not a high pressure salesman by any stretch of the imagination. I, I believe in coaching. I believe everyone should have a coach. I'm like the guy from Hair Club for Men. I'm not just a vendor, I'm also a client. So I want to make sure that you get coaching and you get the help that you need. And also, I do have some, some short courses coming up, some jumpstart courses, and if you want some more information on those, on how to lead forward, how to build a powerful culture, or lead to inspire, I'd love to tell you more about that too. So reach out to me, mross at hbkln.com, and I look forward to connecting with you next time on the HBK High Performance Podcast. Be sure to take immediate action on the ideas that compelled you from today's podcast. For information about the courses, resources, and services available from HBK High Performance, visit hbkln.com.